I'd like to show you why knowing your why is the start of your journey. Without a strong why, it can be so difficult to reach your maximum potential. My name is Dr. Jason Ballara, and every week I meet with real estate investors and mindset specialists that are taking action in order to build a life according to their own terms. We will break down what drives successful people and allows them to achieve at such a high level. If you are a professional wanting to break through, or simply someone that wants to hear an inspiring story, the Know Your Why podcast is made for you. Hi, everyone. I'm Jason Ballara, and this is the Know Your Why podcast. Today, I'm here with Kranti Panam. Uh, Kranti has a tech and real estate background with over 2,000 units. Um, Kranti, I'm going to, I'm going to, First of all, say thank you for coming on the show. I'm really appreciated to have you here today. Um, and I will uh, let you give us your background, tell us your story, and we'll kind of take it from there. Sure. Hey, Jason, thank you. So glad to be on the show today. Hey, um, for all the listeners, I'm Kranti Panam. I was originally born in India, but 20 years ago, I was fortunate enough to come here to do my master's degree, went into tech consulting after my master's, traveled quite a bit, um, during that time, actually got burnt out with the travel and finally zeroed in to live in uh, sunny San Diego. And if you ever um, been here, you know why I never left. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Southern Diego California will it will get you. There's no. <laughs> it's hard to to leave that weather. That's true. Um, today I'm a tech and real estate entrepreneur. Uh, own and run five different tech companies. Three of them active, two passive which is nice because three are planning to be active in. On the real estate side, I'm a partner in Four Oaks Capital, which is a real estate syndication company with assets primarily in Southeast, focused on the Carolinas, the Atlanta, Georgia markets. I also have an independent real estate portfolio under the umbrella called Serota Capital, which has investments in multifamily office and retail, so. Okay, fantastic, that's, I mean, very, uh, very diversified uh, and impressive. Well, let's start with the with the tech background because I, I'm always I find that people's whatever people's backstory is has a lot to do with you know kind of where they end up a lot of times in the real estate mm -hmm. space. You know, sometimes we may think it's not uh, applicable or not related, but often it is. What 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 specifically is your tech background? You said you have five companies now, which is kind of amazing. So it, it seems like. You're, you've got a lot going on, which I think what I'd love with that, I think it would be great to talk about kind of how you manage all of that. But um, tell us a little bit about the tech side of things for you. Sure. So the tech companies range from different kinds of services, prim primarily in CRM and um, uh, middleware software that deal with Salesforce, MailSoft, um, and on the, on the reporting side. So all this stuff is pretty techy, but... You know, my personal background started when I was a kid with um, real estate being in my family, with my dad being a land developer, um, went to tech, went into engineering schools and obviously graduated, but always knew that whatever I did with the technology side, I would always in, you know, have a career with real estate. But to answer your question on the tech side, right, really in terms of when I first got out of school, did a lot of consulting work on the technology side, went to a ton of different clients and actually learned a lot during a very short time period. I figured I was pretty good 
at what, what I was doing. And I started my first company. Um, and my boss who was at the time, the owner of the small tech company that we were, didn't want to let me go. And he was like, I will invest in, in your company and let me come in as a partner. Then uh, I told him the proposal to leave. And I was like, great, you know, gives me the, uh, the guidance and a coach or a mentor. And we first started off, we hit it off. We sold that company, moved on. And, um, you know, when I moved to San Diego, I actually started my own technology firm, which, which kind of morphed into the other ones with different areas of technology. We like to keep it very specialized and niche in one area. So we kind of branded different, um, different companies to serve different technology areas. Yeah. No, that's, that's great. And I, I, I like, uh, I'm glad you put, you know, kind of got that background from your father being a land developer, because it does often seem like there's, so, you know, we maybe, <laughs> maybe get away from it a little bit, but then, you know, kind of comes back to, to what family did. A lot of times people, you know, have some, some, you know, parent or uncle or whatever it is that, that, uh, had something in the real estate space. So you said that you kind of always knew you'd come back to real estate, but tell us about that evolution. Like, when did it happen? What did you, you know, kind of, how did you get back? How did you get started into it? So this started in 2008. I was still in the tech world, really running my company, but wanted to start investing. Um, was not a big fan of stock market ever. I've never been um, with a, an investor heavily into stock market. I still have a, um, a stock portfolio and all of that. So I went, went on to start buying houses. I didn't know anything. I had no coaching, no, no, no one to tell me what to do or what not to do. So as a natural uh, first step, I began acquiring single family apartment condos back in Chicago. Uh, that's where I was uh, started investing got really burned. Um, I had HOA issues, tenant issues. And I was like, this is not what I really want to be doing because I don't want to be, I don't see how I can scale. And from a business mindset, you always want to start thinking of doing things that you ultimately can scale, grow, build systems, build processes around it. I just didn't see the that as, as a possibility with that, sure. that strategy. So went, went and kind of flipped it, went on to buy retail strip centers, um, few larger, few smaller, a few small, and then focus predominantly in uh, Tucson, Arizona market. Um, I started living in California, but, you know, started investing in Tucson, Arizona, because, you know, so many frustrations with California investing, your dollar goes much further there. The cost is, um, you know, to cost to get in into like um, secondary tertiary markets is much easier, lots of opportunities. So started doing that and then realized retail has great cash flow. I mean, I absolutely loved it. Um, I still think it's a great asset class if you really know what you're doing, but did not see the appreciation that we've seen in the last two years, even in retail but now did not see that appreciation. I realized if I wanted both cash flow and appreciation, I needed to start looking into multifamily, right? Which kind of provided me the best of both worlds solution. It was a, a natural segue to enter into multifamily investing. Yeah. Yeah. It makes, it makes total sense. Well, 
when did you decide to do that? And I, well, actually, before I answer that question, I think what, you know, the, the fact that you started out with, uh, single family houses and condos, it's common, right? It's common what people do, they start there. And then once you realize that that's not easily scalable, you know, it's common to then kind of flip over to commercial real estate. So, um, I think that, that path, uh, is something that, that most people, most people that want to be serious investors realize like, Hey, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm burning myself out or more, you know, it's, it's just, uh, more and more of a job to have more and more houses. Um, when did you make the switch to, to multifamily? So I, I started investing as an LP many years ago, I think about five, six or seven years ago, I started getting into limited partnership deals. That's where I first started. Um, honestly, it was, more of a personal venture for me, multifamily investing. I did not go out to syndicate deals or you know, do anything. I wanted to learn. So I, my main goal was to build a portfolio for myself. I always loved real estate, you know, obviously due to my background. But when I started investing in other deals and saw what their returns looked like compared to the stock market and the 401ks that we had as part of our companies, I got intrigued. I was, I wanted to learn a lot more. I started attending seminars, restarted reading books. I felt that I could actually help other people reach their financial goals faster and actually create an impact on their lives, which is very important for me to take care of my employees, people who are um, working for us or people who are associated with us. And that's how, you know, I met Four Oaks Capital, the team that at Four Oaks Capital as an LP in all of their deals, um, and then became their partner. I never believe as, and that comes from my business learnings that if you have an abundant mindset and I never believe or in, or in any interaction, never look for what am I getting out of this? Like I've always focused on how can I be a resource? How can I serve? And that's how, you know, we started talking and then, there were needs on the capital raising side and on the, you know, debt side that they needed help. And, you know, we, that's how they, I became a partner and, you know, it's been a great journey ever since. And we've really done very well. And in the last five years, I hit all all our projections and actually returned money to investors uh, in a very short frame of mind, um, short frame of time. And uh, basically, gave them what we said we'd given five years in less than two uh, thanks to the market. Yeah. 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 The market has, has certainly helped, but I, I mean, you have to, you also still have to buy them, right. Manage them, right. Yeah. And all of that. So yeah, that's great. So <clears throat> is that, is that your main focus on the, on the capital raising side? Is that kind of the seat that you, you tend to sit in? Yes. That's the, that's the main focus on the capital raising side from a syndication standpoint, but for my personal portfolio, I have a little over 400 units right now in spread in Georgia and South Carolina. I also look over the asset management piece a little bit. Yeah. Um, we have property managers, but obviously managing them and, and all that. So I have um, a full gamut of experience right from capital raising for syndicated deals and then all across debt, how debt works for my personal. And, you know, I've seen you know, that's probably the most powerful lesson that I've learned through the through my investing experience, or how to leverage and how to use the right kind of debt and how good debt can be a great thing compared to bad debt. So 
Yeah, I, I agree with that 100%. That's been the probably the most sort of eye-opening thing about it is just learning, first of all, all the different debt products that are available, but just the, the power of it, using it to your advantage, using leverage to your advantage. It's, it's a very, very strong thing. Um, so when I, I wanted to kind of talk about what, what connections do you find from your tech background into the um, your real estate investing? Do you it, are you using any of that? You know, is there crossover to you? Do you feel like uh, you what sort of tech solutions do you use on the real estate side? Great question. I think um, as far as crossover, I think both are businesses, right? Mm-hmm. And both of them have issues, processes, and problems. So all of them come with a wrinkle of their own kind. Obviously, the tech business has the same thing. We need we need to have a CRM system. We need to have um, how do we need to know how to and on this side we need to know how to get in touch with brokers, which needs a platform, right? So there's been a lot of similarities, um, not one. And when you view them as a business, you can actually draw a lot of parallels in how you could approach it, how you can scale, how you can build uh, mechanisms to actually help um, with leasing, for example. You know, we we actually have our in-house marketing team that markets all our properties, uh, helps with leasing on on the properties that frees a lot of the the on-site staff time, right? Mm-hmm. But that'll also we will build a cost back to the properties, but that's a very small cost. When you look at the um, the amount of resources a traditional company would have spent on leasing and on marketing, you know we we we've been able to leverage what we've learned on the tech side significantly for marketing efforts. Um, what we learned on the tech side with uh, how we could outsource some of the work that that we could leverage here. You know we've, we use offshore resources for a number of different things. And that has helped us kind of do the same thing here with leasing and marketing and uh, the backend operations from a payroll or accounting and things like that, where we self-manage some of the assets that we have, especially on Four Oaks side. And that has really helped in from that perspective. And when you really approach it, and that's what I've seen with uh, other syndicators is, I'm not saying it's a good or bad thing to do this part-time, but when you do it part-time or full-time, really approach it as a business yeah. where you're using latest tech tools, technologies. We use, for example, we use Asana for our property management. Everything goes, we don't really use a lot of email. We use Asana to track things. Everything is tracked through Asana. Um, we, we integrate Asana with Slack uh, from, from a communication standpoint. So we're not waiting a whole week for a property manager call to give us an update on certain things. And every property management call, we're actually noting issues on Asana for us to kind of trigger to, for us to play back. It doesn't have to be Asana. It can be a a Word document, but if you don't have that business um, outlook towards running these for people who are coming into syndication it becomes very difficult for them not to think that way. If you don't think that way, you're not going to be successful and you're not going to be helping your investors with returns. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, get, getting those systems in place uh, are vitally important. And I, I think 
you know, you're hundred percent right. It's at the end of the day, you're running a business. Each property essentially is its own business. And so having what you're having some system, whether it's a sauna or what, but something that tells you, you know, kind of what's going on in real time, Mm -hmm. that way you don't, you know, if, if you have your property management meeting every Monday and there's a problem on Tuesday, you don't find out about it the following Monday, right? You're able to kind of be proactive and on top of it along the way. So I think that's um, a really, really great point. Any, any other, you know, kind of tech solutions that you find are helpful in, in your business? Sure. Uh, we use active campaign. Um, we use uh, Appfolio uh, integrated with Act- active campaign. Active campaign keeps our, you're able to push investor updates. We use active campaign for all the marketing efforts. And then obviously the Appfolio system is our property management system that helps with, again, there's a, there's a ton of work that happens with the integrations of, from Appfolio reporting into our Google Sheets, where our Monday morning meetings, um, property management meetings, have been automated to draw information for our management dashboard into Google Sheets. Um, so those are the systems that we use, and doesn't necessarily need a system. It just needs if you if you make it a system, it just becomes more efficient. Um, if you don't have a system, you just need someone manually to draw that information in. It just makes it more real time as Appfolio gets updated, our dashboards on Google Sheets work and we were seeing, hey, what's our, we predominantly buy C-class value add assets. So tracking rent collections is important for us. You know, how, what, what has the collections been? What's the occupancy look like? Um, you know, how is our CapEx projects um, moving forward, right? Well, how many, how many leads did we get? How many visits did we have? How many you know, how many people actually did put in an application, you know, all of those metrics are tracked on dashboards for us. And it really helps us to manage property on a week by week basis, because, you know, we're, we're responsible towards our investors. We don't want an investor to look at something and say, Hey, you, what's your CapEx progress look like? You said you'll basically do a whole remodel of the facade. <coughs> so what what is that looking like? So all of those we could easily open Asana and look at our capex pro- progress and see how much we spent and how much we've able to basically progress on those. <laughs> so yeah. So yeah, you're you so you you said you're kind of using that for your capex projects and your construction and everything like that. Is that that's also through Asana? You can kind of put everything in there and and then be able to yeah. monitor as it goes along. Mm-hmm. That's that's great. That's a great system to have in place. I'm sure that makes things far more efficient. Makes your you know your meetings shorter. Just get gets everybody on the same page because you effectively can have all that data right at your fingertips all the time. Um, yep. <clears throat> What about, have you got, have you guys had, I, I think you've had some sales, like taking some things full cycle. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it, yeah. would you say that having these things in place helps you on the back end as well, as far as, you know, getting ready to sell, you have essentially all of that you need right there already tracked and you can, you know, kind of uh, put together your, your everything, I guess, that you need for a sale to, to the brokers and then also to whoever these buyers might be to, to find it helpful on that end as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think 
it having full cycle, having deals gone full cycle, I think helps with the story, right? Yeah. Especially with investor confidence, um, looking at new investors, brokers confidence, looking at deals. And as a, as an individual, if you're having confidence, you know, you know better to project numbers, your underwriting gets better based on seeing what the market trends have led to that particular exit. I think there's a, there's a, a whole lot of things that improve better when you go through full cycle deals. And, um, and it's actually the one thing that we've seen is when you return money to investors, that feeling that you've done good for someone or you've actually done your job, which you're actually assigned to or designated for yeah. is that is something that you will really take for a long time. I think that's the most important thing is the satisfaction that you get because you, you promised someone something and you fulfilled it, I think goes a long way in um, building your character too. So, yeah, uh, I'm sure that, you know, that makes total sense. I'm sure that is a hundred percent true on, on all those aspects, you know, just your own confidence, investor confidence in you, that kind of thing. I'm, I'm sure that is sure that is the case. Um, well, let me switch gears a little bit here and get to the part where I ask you the questions that I get to ask, you know, sort of every guest. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one, Kranti, is what is your why? It's obviously based on the name of the show, but kind of what what drives you, what what keeps you kind of pushing for this, obviously already at a very high level of success, but, you know, kind of what, what keeps you going? My why, honestly, has evolved over time. When I first started my professional journey, I had a fear of failure. I was driven because of my humble beginnings. I had no option to fail. You know, I was in a sense, I had burnt my boats and that led to me being always prepared and ready to succeed. That why has slowly shifted over the years. Now it's changed over the years. Now it's all about helping people. It's creating a positive impact, serving them in, a, in, a, in every way possible, especially being a resource in their quest for financial freedom, right? If I believe I can create a bigger impact for people by showing them a path where most people would have never been exposed to, which is investing in syndicated real estate. Um, and that that is basically my big why. Um, a big part of it is because of my non-belief in the traditional stock market, 401ks, Roth IRAs, which I've seen perform for both myself and my employees and companies uh, where you're saving a small percent and then you anticipate that to sustain for 20, 30 years after retirement with an 8% return, average 8% return when your inflation is 8.6% this month or last month, it's just not doing it. So I think, you know, that's the why that drives me towards real estate. And I believe you know, every need, everyone who's trying to do that, who's trying to get to a solution for retirement or for financial freedom or whatever it is, you could be your kid's college, needs to have real estate investing as part of their strategy. It is the best risk adjuster return there is. So, yeah, 100% agree. 100% agree. Um, tell us something about yourself that maybe isn't common knowledge, special skill, a hobby, you know, whatever you're comfortable sharing. 
I um I love hiking. I've hiked okay. the Grand Canyon multiple times from rim to rim. I'm doing a rim to rim to rim, um, which is I think about 50 miles uh, oh, hike uh, in September. I actually love running as well. Um, so yeah, that sounds amazing. I I also enjoy hiking. I've never done the Grand Canyon though. That's a uh, 50 mile. How long do you think that'll take? 24 hours probably. Oh really? Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, that's yeah, not or less. I guess I would Depends guess longer better, than that, but that's, day, so. yeah, no, that's, that's phenomenal. Um, very, very cool. Uh, when people hear this and they want to reach out, what's, what's the best way for them to get hold of you? What, what would be, how would you like to be contacted? Uh, they can reach out through my website, krantipanam.com or, or fouroakscapital.com, which is the real estate syndication company. Um, my personal portfolio is sirodacapital.com. All the social media channels, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, all of those. So, all right, great. And we'll get that uh, in the show notes as well so people have it. Um, final question for you, Kranti What is a piece of advice you would give to someone who is trying to get started in real estate, trying to, trying to make their way? What, what, uh, what would you tell them to kind of motivate them and, and help them you know, reach the level of success that you have? I would tell um, someone who's getting into this space is one thing that's needed is consistent action and learning. Learning is absolutely important. People love attending seminars, love listening to podcasts. But what I've seen people, the amount of people compared to the, the amount of people that are in the industry and the people that are really successful, it's a small percentage. And I think what separates those that small percentage is those who consistently take action in writing, underwriting deals, making that extra connection, making that one extra broker interaction every day. You know, those are the things that really separate you from the competition that you have when you're doing deals. If you do a few more or one more compared to your competition, I'm sure your chances of success grow astronomically and you pile that on on a daily basis. I think it makes a big difference. And that's what I believe is the secret to being successful. You know, just taking action, your strategy was great, but if you don't act on it, um, doesn't give you anything. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's fantastic advice. Uh, your, you know, education is important. You don't want to sort of go in blindly, but, but yeah, knowing, uh, knowing what you can know, beforehand is one thing, but, but really you're, you're taking action and then, and then learning on the go is, is really what's going to accelerate that process. And as you said, you know, one, one, one action, one rep more, whatever it is, one more than, than your competition, or not even necessarily, if you, if you're not looking at it from a competition standpoint, just, just 1% better on yourself is, is going to be, uh, add up very quickly, you know, over a short period of time. So, I think that's a, a great piece of advice. Um, well, listen, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I appreciate it. I appreciate your time. I appreciate all that you've shared with us. Um, and uh, I think when, when people hear this, they'll be, be reaching out and uh, excited to get to know you. All right. Thanks a lot, Jason. Appreciate that. Yeah. Have a great day, everyone. I'd like to show you why knowing your why is the start of your journey. Without a strong why it can be so difficult to reach your maximum potential. My name is Dr. Jason Ballara, and every week I meet with real estate investors and mindset specialists 
that are taking action in order to build a life according to their own terms. We will break down what drives successful people and allows them to achieve at such a high level. If you are a professional wanting to break through, or simply someone that wants to hear an inspiring story, the Know Your Why podcast is made for you.